Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Man, it feels good to say that. Listen, uh, a couple of housekeeping things to begin with, so if y'all don't care about that, well, timestamps are down below, so feel free to skip ahead to whatever you want to hear about. So, Basically, uh, it's been a few weeks since I've done a formal, long-form podcast for the Believe in the Miami Heat, uh, so I just kind of want to recap what I got going on for the people on the YouTube and the audio podcast side, so we're all on the same page, okay? So, I have this podcast called Believe in the Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network, as the intro said. Now, technically, this podcast is with me and my co-host, Mario Chalmers. Yes, the Mario Chalmers. Now, we've done two episodes together. They were both about a year ago. One of them was on Zoom. One of them was on person. If y'all want to see them, I'll have them linked at the end or just search Anthony DiNardo, Mario Chalmers. You can find them. Great episodes. But it was after that time that Rio had a ton going on. He was playing ball overseas in Malaysia and then the big three. And now you could see him on Heat TV when uh, UD got his uh, jersey retired. He was there. So he obviously has a ton going on. He's been very busy. So while technically he's a part of this podcast, uh, it's been a while. Since we, since we spoke to him, but I still got his number, so maybe we'll reconvene one day. One day. But anyways, uh, I've been posting on there often, the podcast side, but I've only been kind of ripping the audio from my videos that I put on the YouTube channel and putting it on the podcast platform, right? So obviously, I've been talking a lot of trades. I've been talking, you know, post-game reactions for almost every game. Uh, so if you're on the YouTube side, you've seen the videos on there. If you've seen the podcast side, you might have heard the audio on there, right? But I do think I should start implementing actual long-form podcasts because it's a podcast network and it kind of gives me an outlet to speak freely without all the editing and all the stuff that I like to do on my YouTube channel. And I get to, to ramble and rant because a podcast could be 30 minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be like a short 10-minute video. Uh, so anyways, that being said, if you are on the YouTube side... Uh, Thank you. Subscribe. I appreciate it. I'll keep posting the normal videos over here, and I'll be posting the video versions of this podcast. But if you do want to help me out, go to your local podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, I don't care, and go ahead and follow over there and rate five stars. Again, that's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Miami Heat. And if you're on the audio side, do the same thing. You can rate five stars over there too, but make sure you come over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, show some love here, and you can uh, uh, see me if, if that's your sort of thing. If, if you'd like to see more of a visual uh, while people talk, you can go ahead and do that too. So the whole reason why I kind of just spent three minutes bringing up all that stuff that very few people probably care about <laughs> is because I want to start implementing these maybe weekly episodes of long form podcasts where basically during the week, I'll take a note of everything related to the Miami Heat and the NBA in general, and we'll kind of just discuss it all at the end of every week, maybe either Saturday or, or Sunday. We'll see whatever we got time for. So that being said, the first note that I got on my uh, notes app here is the Heat beat the Nets in overtime. If y'all remember, that was the game in Brooklyn where the Heat had a horrible start. Uh, I actually missed the first half of that game. I was watching Suits. I know I'm late on it, but it's on Netflix now. Amazing show. I mean, if you guys are into lawyer shows, highly recommend. Even if you're not into lawyer shows, I mean, the guy's not actually a lawyer. That's what kind of makes it different than all the other lawyer shows. Highly recommend. Anyways, uh, our episode ended, uh, and I was going to go back and rewatch the first half of the Heat game on the DVR, fast forward commercials, catch up to the second half. Uh, but I saw the Heat were down 14 at halftime and shooting like negative 7%. So I said, screw that. 
I ain't gonna waste the time and watch the second half. It was a very, very fun second half. It was awesome to see Tyler Hero kind of get back into his rhythm after struggling for some time. And then uh, he hit the big shots in the end of the fourth quarter in overtime. And obviously the Heat were able to come out with a win, which now that I think about it was their only win of the week. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the next note that I have on here is I want to talk about Bam Adebayo, who won player of the week in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I love what Bam Adebayo has done this season because you can see, like, you can almost point out improvements in his game. The main thing that I think I would say is obviously the mid-range shot uh, has looked better. He's been more comfortable taking it. A lot of times we'd see guys play like drop coverage, and he he kind of stand there and look, 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 waits until he shoots. Nowadays, you're seeing Bam come in transition, stop right in that mid-range when the defense backs up and, and pulls up. But I don't think that's his biggest improvement because last year, that was his improvement. You know, his, his mid-range jump shot was great last year. But it's his ability to hit that mid-range jump shot from the post now. Last year, it was mostly face-up, like I said, top of the key, that sort of thing. But now we're seeing him specifically put his back to the basket and even throwing a couple fakes. Throwing a couple shakes, you know, left hand or left shoulder, right shoulder, and spinning over both of those shoulders for that fadeaway. We heard Eric Reed in the last game just kind of marveling over how uh, easy that shot is for Bam, how comfortable he is. Like he has solidified that mid-range back to the basket, uh, back to the basket fadeaway as sort of his shot. Uh, so that's something I really like to see from Bam. Uh, and I was also kind of stalling because I want to see Bam's stats in like the week that he won. Uh, I guess that'd be like, let's go the three games before Brooklyn, uh, in which Bam averaged 23 points per game, 11 rebounds, 7 assists on 52% shooting. My God, Bam. 23, 11, and 7. That is phenomenal. Uh, and I, I love to see the, the aggressiveness from Bam. Obviously, the production's been down a little bit since Jimmy got back, uh, but Jimmy did throw a lob to him in that last game versus the Hawks, and a lot of concern between those two is they don't really seem to play off each other that much, uh, and I agree. Maybe it's just because I was spoiled watching uh, LeBron and Wade back in the day, but even when you had like Wade and Bam or Goron and Bam, you feel like they connected a lot more on pick and rolls or lobs and that sort of thing that you really don't see from Jimmy and Bam as often as you'd like, but... Anyways, Bam's continuing a great season, but last year was a great season and kind of fell off after the All-Star break, so let's just kind of hope that he keeps it going, and I think he will. Uh, the next point I got here is Jimmy Butler's country album. I think he said he has 60 songs done, and he wants to have like over 200 before he releases it, so my question is, will you listen to it? Uh, I most certainly will not, because as white as my skin may be, I don't, I don't listen to country. I, I don't even dabble in it. Now, I have been to a couple, oh, a couple. I've been to the line dancing spot m many times, but that wasn't necessarily by choice. I'll just leave it by that. Although I do know a couple of the songs. I'm not, I'm not going to fake. A couple of the songs are fun, but for the most part, I, I don't enjoy country music. Now, maybe I'll listen to the clips that get circulated on Twitter just because I like Jimmy Butler like that. Uh, but I think that's pretty cool. I think that's funny. And I like that. Although Jimmy's into all these extracurriculars and he has all these businesses and stuff with the Big Face Coffee and you see him going to these country music shows and going backstage and all that stuff uh, and we see him play dominoes and he goes to tennis and I love as how he's so public with all his extracurriculars, you have no doubt that the most important thing to him is winning a championship. You know, this is kind of still how I feel now. Obviously, in the regular season, at times, he doesn't look like he cares, but we know what it means come playoff time. Uh, I'm not worried about that, man. Uh, the next uh, topic I want to discuss here is the rumor that said now Duncan Robinson is untouchable for the Miami Heat. 
Now, I want to say take that, uh, take that rumor with a grain of salt because anytime the Heat say something nice about a guy regarding trades or free agency, it usually means they're getting moved. And anytime they're, they're critical, it means they're staying because that's how leverage works. But it was funny because I think it was Heat versus Haters that pointed out that the same day the Duncan Robinson untouchable uh, rumor came out, uh, there was a rumor saying that Lowry Markkinen would only be moved for someone that's untouchable, uh, if that makes any sense to you. So what I do want to do is because I haven't actually gotten out a Lowry Markkinen trade video yet. I certainly will uh, at some point before the February 8th trade deadline. Is I just want to go real quick, go to the, the Fanspo trade machine. Uh, I'm not going to edit this into the video, so you guys just use your imagination because that's part of the nice thing about these podcasts is it's just chill. We're just hanging out. But I want to go to the fanspo.com trade machine and see how much Larry Markinen makes uh, and just see if we could cook up a quick trade for what the Heat could uh, could send him. So Markinen actually doesn't make too much money. I guess let me look up his contract itself because Fanspo says that he's getting paid $17 million, uh, I guess, this year and next year for the next couple of years. So that's not bad at all. Yeah, he's getting only $17 million this year, $18 million next year. That's a phenomenal contract uh, for his kind of production. Uh, which actually kind of makes me want him a lot more than I did before. Uh, I think if I had my choice between a guy like him or uh, DeJounte Murray, I might have picked Murray. Not that Murray's making that much more currently, but he does have a big extension kicking in next year. Uh, but yeah, Markkinen's going to pay $17 million. He's averaging 24 points per game, nine rebounds, 40% from three, 50% from the field. Uh, that's phenomenal. So I guess really all we got to match up is $17 million. Pretty much any trade the Heat are going to do is probably going to start with Kyle Lowry. Problem is, though, he gets paid $30 million. So let's just try that and see how much more money the, the Heat would have to send out here. Uh, man, yeah, see, that's the problem, though. If the Miami Heat were to send Kyle Lowry in a trade to the uh, Jazz, uh, oh, we still only have to cut $4.9 million from the Jazz incoming trade value. So that means that we don't have to send out too much more money because the Jazz are still pretty uh, pretty much below the cap. So if we could find a player they don't value too much uh, that's getting paid around $5 million. Uh, there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about Colin Sexton getting traded on that team, even Kelly Olenek, Taylor Horton, Tucker. Uh, I really love Colin Sexton. I'd love him on this team. Kelly Olenek, I could do without. I know that's an unpopular opinion as a Heat fan, but I'm tired of those slow-moving fours, uh, although Kelly Olenek did have some great moments here. Uh, no one immediately stands out here who's making around that much money. Uh, let me throw in Taylor Horton Tucker and his, and his 11 million expiring just because we heard his name out there on the block. Uh, and that does get it done for the Heat. So uh, the Heat could theoretically send Kyle Lowry uh, to the Jazz for Larry Markin and Taylor Horton Tucker. And then obviously the Heat would have to attach however many assets the Jazz find. Uh, so maybe you're looking at Jovich and two first. Do we think that's a lot of Heat fans? Jovich and two first and Kyle Lowry for marketing to Horton Tucker? Uh, I think I would do that trade, to be honest with you. I, I definitely would. The problem is, though, the Heat are going to need a point guard. Uh, and there's none. There's no great ones out there in the free agency market now that my guy Gogi is retired. So they'd have to they have to find someone else. But I would do that trade. Uh, but shout out to Duncan Robinson, though, kind of where this all started, saying that... Uh, well, I guess if the Jazz, uh, the Jazz won an untouchable, they need Duncan Robinson. But, but anyways, uh, from a guy that came out of nowhere, was amazing, got paid, was ass, and is back now to amazing and considered untouchable. Which, in my eyes, on this team, I don't want to say untouchable. That's that's an overstatement. But 
They need Duncan Robinson and what he provides. Obviously, Jimmy and Bam aren't shooting too, you know, too many threes. Having Duncan out there with them has been great. Now, obviously, Tyler Hero is the starting two right now. We know that, you know, if you've been watching the channel, listening to the podcast for a while, I'd kind of prefer Duncan to, or Tyler to come off the bench and start Duncan. But when we do see Duncan out there with those with those other guys, uh, the chemistry is just awesome. And Duncan's truly having an amazing season. Because uh, I know last year, Duncan Robinson was shooting like 33% from three on high volume. Uh, and this year, he's up to 42% on seven attempts from three. That is elite. We're talking best shooter in the league type numbers, uh, just like he was for the couple years before he got paid. So... Shout out to Duncan Robinson. Uh, another report that we got this week was Terry Rozier prefers the Miami Heat. Now, I was kind of wondering why the Hornets uh, would want to trade Terry Rozier. Uh, let me take a look at his contract situation here. Uh, so he has three more years left on his deal, making over $23 million. Well, that's exactly why, uh, especially considering that Terry Rozier is, let's see how old Terry Rozier is. Uh, he obviously doesn't fit their, their age timeline because he's not 19 like everyone else on that team. Yeah, Terry Rozier is 29 years old. He's turning 30 this year. Paying a 30-year-old that much money for another three years is not something that makes sense for the Hornets. Now, do I think he's in, in a position to t- demand certain teams? I don't. Uh, but let's go ahead and go back into Fanspo and see what kind of trade we could cook up here. Uh, does Lowry for Terry Rozier straight up work? Let's take a look at that. Uh, and it does work. So you're essentially looking at kind of the same thing, Lowry for Rozier, and then Miami would have to add as many assets as they could uh, to make that fair. What I do, I would do like a first-round pick, to be honest with you. I I understand the Hornets would never accept that, but it's like I don't love Terry Rozier's fit on this team, especially if you're keeping Tyler Hero, because now you got two kind of short guards that are very – offensive minded uh uh let me see how many assists rosier is averaging this year he's averaging seven assists so he can definitely pass the ball uh, but when you think about him you think about a small guard offensive minded the same with tyler hero i'm not sure i love that fit so i, I don't really want to pay a guy that much money for another three years as long as tyler's here now if there was an additional trade to maybe trade tyler hero in a larry marketing deal now you're talking about a starting lineup of terry rosier uh, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, marketing, and bam, that would go crazy. Uh, and just like everyone else, I'm hoping the Heat do make some moves this year because they haven't made a trade to acquire a player since Nemanja Bielitsa and Victor Oladipo, technically. But I'll have a, I'll, I'll be sure to do a full like trade breakdown of Terry Rozier at some point too, uh, just because maybe it is a possibility. Uh, the next news story we got is uh, a report saying that Hawks were favorites to land Kyle Lowry if he was moved, followed by the Jazz, Wizards, and Cavs, all tied for the third best odds. Uh, third best odds. And then who was second? Any, I didn't write that. Anyways, uh, all those teams are kind of younger teams, at least with younger guards that could use a high IQ guy like Lowry. I don't know if that's why they'd want him or they would just want his expiring money. Uh, but yeah, Kyle Lowry's kind of been the hot topic over the last week as far as the one thing Heat fans on Twitter can seem to agree on, which is usually nothing. It's almost always nothing. But Kyle Lowry has brought Heat Nation together, uh, and almost everyone wants him traded. I mean, he's getting paid $30 million, and what's the averaging over the last two weeks? Two points per game? 
He's not bad. He's fine. He's having an amazing, efficient year shooting the ball. He's like over 40% from, you know, like 43% from three. Uh, I'll look it up here real quick. Uh, but regardless, that kind of production, uh, it, that's just not enough production for a guy that's getting paid that much money and who wants to be a starting point guard on this championship team. Uh, yeah, this year he's, shooting, he's at 40% from three on four attempts per game, which is great. It's, it's really great. Uh, but even Spo actually benched him in that game, the last game versus the Hawks, uh, and it didn't work out great. The Heat still got off to another slow start. They kind of had Nico Jovic out there running the point. Uh, but Lowry kind of said after the game that he hopes Spo inserts him back into the starting lineup. And as a 37-year-old bum who has not doing barely anything anymore, uh, I don't want to hear that you want to be back in the starting lineup. So Kyle Lowry, I'm sorry. Uh, moving on, the Heats were 24-17 and 17 at the halfway point of the season, which has them on pace for 48 wins, uh, which is like as average as you can get. That's probably good enough for a 6 or 7 seed. Uh, obviously, there's a big difference there, considering 7-10 to 10 has to be in the play-in tournament. Uh, but still, it doesn't mean much because you, the Heat teams usually have a strong second half of the season, and if they do, then they should be pretty uh, pretty healthy into that top six, uh, which is kind of my goal. Uh, they asked Jimmy Butler about it, uh, and last year when the Heat were, I don't remember, but probably under 500 at this time, maybe exactly around 500, uh, Jimmy was probably pissed. Uh, but this year, he basically said they're fine. They're not exactly where they want to be, but they'll be all right. So he kind of took a lackadaisical approach, which is, uh, which is kind of what you expect from Jimmy. I mean, maybe you'd expect him to say, nah, man, we not at all where we want to be, but what's the point of getting mad? We, you know, we know this heat team is built for the playoffs. He knows they're going to be ready come playoff time. I know they're going to be ready. Uh, and they just, they just got to get there healthy, which is a, a whole other story. Uh, I didn't even make a note here about that Toronto Raptors game where they lost by 40 because why the hell would I, uh, at the time I, I kind of thought that was just one of those games where, all right, whatever. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Sometimes you play a team a couple times a year where they can't miss and you're just going to lose because the Raptors shot an insane amount from three. But then you go into the, the game versus the Hawks, which was UD retirement night. Uh, I was very annoyed. If you haven't seen my video on that, I recommend you do because I started off kind of, you know, whatever about a game one of 82, who cares type of vibe. But then when I started thinking about it and thinking about how they lost and got embarrassed in front of all those guys there, Alonzo Mourning and Pat Riley, who are usually there, I guess, but uh, Tim Hardaway, Dwayne Wade, uh, Jason Williams, uh, my friend, Mario Chalmers. You know, you had everyone there in attendance, and to lose like that I thought was very embarrassing. Uh, and the reason I was most upset is because as great a game as Tyler Hero had, it got me so annoyed how that last offensive possession before the game winner, they didn't even get off. Caleb Martin thought he had time to dribble. I don't know why. But it got me so upset how Tyler Hero, the Heat were up two with like 30 seconds left. Uh, and Tyler Hero went ISO standing 35 feet from the hoop and settled for a terrible shot to try to waste clock uh, when the Hawks would have got the ball back regardless. So wasting clock does not end the game. What ends the game is running an offense versus a terrible defense, mind you, getting a basket, making it a two-possession game, and going home happy, you know. So that annoyed me. I don't want to let myself get annoyed about it again because I have a whole video about it, like I said. Uh, but yeah, they lost on UD night. So uh, that's pretty much the last of the, the notes that I took here. Uh, I guess I really didn't do a great job of talking about other things that are going on in the NBA. But I will for next video. Uh, if there's anything that I forgot to mention, go ahead and comment down below. If there's anything else you want to hear me talk about, let me know that as well. Uh, but most importantly, make sure to leave a like, subscribe, all that stuff. 
genuinely helps me out a lot uh, as I see, uh, wow, the San Francisco 49ers are only up one versus the Packers. Uh, and I see Debo Samuels hurt as well. So I hope uh, hope they can get done. I need a new team to root for, though, now that the Dolphins are out. I'm going to root for the Heat. That's who it's going to be. Uh, the Heat play the, the Magic Sunday at like 6 p.m. So uh, I'll probably be back with another video slash pod after that. But make sure to stay tuned because I'm going to try to have these weekly long-form podcasts uh, every week. That's what the word weekly means. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Look, pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill them off. Yeah, I need a head space. You know this homegrown bitch don't a fan, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.